Hello, this is Michelle. This is Gail. Welcome to Radio Free X. Ooh. Ooh. Um, yeah, last weekend we got caught up in Squirrel Girl. Or the weekend before last yeah. weekend. Yeah. And this weekend we were still recovering from Squirrel Girl, so... <laughs> because theater. Here we are. Because mm. theater, yes. Even though I wasn't directing, still theater. But Squirrel Girl was adorable, so that was great. Yes. They really did upstart proud, so I'm very happy about that. Mm-hmm. And I didn't have to direct, so I didn't. I had a break from directing, which is nice because the pandemic is... I've been doing a lot of theater during the pandemic, mm-hmm. so it was nice to have a break. I mean, all of our lives have been in upheaval, but we've been trying to put a lot more content out there. Yep. And that's been a lot more work for me on a theater front. Mm-hmm. Yes. So it was nice to have somebody else direct and do so well. So thank you, Ace. Because, yeah. Yes. I know. I just didn't know if I was going to continue the last name or not. Thank you, Azaria Garcia. Yes. For doing a great job with Squirrel and thank you to the cast. And now we're going to talk about politics Mm -hmm. from a Gen X perspective, as this is our new brand. And also because it's what we talk about at home. It is. I mean, we have been for like five or six years now. Oh, yeah, but I mean, it's still, it's not going away as much as I'd hoped after Trump didn't win the election. No, at this I mean, point, I don't know that it will ever go away. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, it's a little less stressful. It's much less stressful to not wake up every morning and see all of the horrible things that have happened during the six hours you've been asleep. Yeah, and to have Twitter be full of quote tweeting Trump and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it's been nice. He's been out of the news more. Which is nice. Yeah. But I'm still still thinking about politics. I guess it's kind of like an active habit now. I get these yeah. emails that say, you're one dear activist. And I'm like, no. And then I'm like, oh, well, yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Which And I used to rag on socially active art and things like that. Mm-hmm. You did. And it's essential. I've come to the conclusion. And I remember hearing AOC do this thing about what we could do to help. Mm-hmm. And one of them was art. And it felt so nice to have somebody say art was what we could do to help. And like before the elections, I was passing, mm-hmm. I was, there was social media squad for Vaughn, I think. And they gave us graphics to spread around. And yeah. It, it really helped me see how art does impact people. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. Oh, so anyway, here we are being activists. Well, not Gail. No. Being journalist. Gail's a journalist. I'm an activist. So this is actually a good mix. It is, really, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to talk about um, the pandemic and COVID relief. Mm-hmm. All right. So where we stand right now, this is Tuesday, March 8th? 9th. 9th. Yeah. Um, Tuesday, March 9th, the House is supposed to vote do the final vote on the $1.2 trillion um, relief bill. I forget what this one's called. Uh, anyway, they're supposed to run on it tomorrow morning. Biden says he will sign it as soon as it hits his desk. So surely by the end of the week, that will be through, finally. Um, it's been passed with absolutely not a single Republican voting for it. So disgusting. It really is. It's horrifying. Um, Do they just want people to die? I mean, it literally seems like the Republican Party just doesn't care if even Republicans die. Yeah, they they really don't seem to care. Care at all. Um, 
the other thing is it is getting passed it is getting into law before the extended unemployment benefits run out on Sunday. Well, that's great. That's good. Um, the bill as it stands, well, the bill the House is going to vote on tomorrow it is um, expands the $300 unemployment benefit per week to until September. Um, end of September because end of September. it was supposed to be $400 at the beginning of September and the Senate tweaked that. Right. And at some point they said $400 until the end of August and then they said $300 until beginning of September and now it's $300 to the end of September. Um, so that's something anyway. There's the $1,400 payment to anyone who makes less than 100 No. Any individual who makes less than $75,000 a year. But it scales out faster. It scales out by 80000 And um, it's for couples who make less than 150000 a year. But there's also a lot of stuff in there that is um, like expanding the child tax credit and yeah, what the thing. progressives are really excited about the fact that what they're doing for ch- children, the for children, payment. yes. Um, the idea is that well, there's going to be a new what is it, three thousand dollar tax credit for each child between the ages of six and seventeen, and thirty six hundred dollars for every child under the age of six. Um, and the idea was that those that for this year, they would make payments to families. They're ho- they were hoping monthly. It might end up be- being quarterly because they're not sure about that yet. But they will be making payments to families in lieu of this tax credit for this year. Um, which is basically which is basically income for families. For families. Small. But with so many children starving, man. I read a horror story about a kid in New Jersey in Monmouth, which is really close to where I grew up. A nine-year-old crying in her class because she and her siblings had no food. Mm -hmm. Because her mom didn't know how to do the paperwork. They they sent a social worker immediately and got Mm -hmm. hooked up at the food bank. But there are nine-year-olds crying in their Zoom classes because they don't have food. Because they would be... Children going to schools would get lunches and, and breakfast. breakfasts and get food to take home over the weekend. I mean, schools are feeding kids. It's appalling. I've said, and I will say it over and over and over again as many times as it takes to convince every fucking Republican in the country that if we are not a country that wants to take care of small children, what's the point? Yeah. We should all agree that there should be a better life for small children. Mm-hmm. That should be like the very base yeah. line for a civilization make things better for the children and for a government to yeah. take care of the children mm-hmm. what is the point I mean that's one of the things that I liked about Elizabeth Warren was I personally wasn't going to use it but obviously there are so many women out there and families who need the child care credits and things mm-hmm. that she wanted to roll out yeah there are so many because I mean obviously this pandemic has proven that I mean t- people teachers are the only child care so many people have. Mm-hmm. And that's not what teachers are trained to do. No, that's not what... Their job. That's not their job, no. Yeah. yeah. I mean, students shouldn't rely on 
Parents shouldn't, re- parents shouldn't have to rely on schools to watch their children and feed them. Mm-hmm. We should have a living... I mean, it's it's been appalling to watch, look at the numbers. Tumblr keeps tweeting about the minimum wage thing because that keeps going up. And mm-hmm. the minimum wage was left out of this package. Right, it was. Because of the parliamentarian saying it could not be solved through budget reconciliation. Mm-hmm. And neither Biden nor Harris or wanted to push it. Right. There, there weren't enough Democratic senators to push it either. Eight of mm-hmm. them voted against it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or eight of them voted for the parliamentarian. It depends on what angle you want to right. look at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but where was I going with this? I was going someplace. Minimum wage. Oh, right. So you look, minimum wage, seven, 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 seven for decades. Yes. And then you look at the cost of things for decades. Mm-hmm. And then you look at how much the billionaires and income has gone up over those same decades. Yeah. Or even just in the past year, how much money yeah. the billionaires in this country have made in the past year during the pandemic. Honestly, American workers have been cheated for decades. Yeah, they have. And they're being talked out of unions. And you, an American worker, have been cheated for decades. Mm-hmm. You should be unionized. You should have a living wage. Mm-hmm. I mean, for most of my childhood, my dad just went to work and my mom stayed at home with us. Mm-hmm. And that was fine. And we had enough money for vacations. My dad bought a house. Mm-hmm. We always had one car, if not two. Mm-hmm. I mean... And you have four... There are four children in your family. There are four children in my family. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a huge house. It was in New Jersey. Texas and New Jersey are insane. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, I, I had to share a room with my sister, and Joe had to share a room with Bo, and Bo came along. Mm-hmm. But it was a house my parents own and still own. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was I mean, it was kind of a scrub area until Atlantic City happened. Mm-hmm. So it probably wasn't that expensive to start out. But New Jersey is an extremely expensive place to live. It really is. I remember when we were going to move east... And my grandmother would send me the Star Ledger, and I would look at mm-hmm. the... Because you were applying for some jobs in New York. Mm-hmm. And I would look at the cost of living. It was insane, even compared to Chicago. Even compared to Chicago, because yeah. New, York, New York City is even more expensive than New Jersey. Mm-hmm. But New Jersey is expensive. And yeah, so... But then now, at that some point, you know, my dad lost his GM job, and... Lost his retirement. He did something with his. I don't know what he did. Um, he probably got paid off for his retirement. Yeah, I think he took a buyout at some point mm-hmm. later because it was like take the buyout or get the first job in line, which might have been in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And so there was some negotiation with his retirement package, mm-hmm. which he no longer has or something. But yeah, and then my mom started to have to work, and it was just. I mean, it's even looking at them. It's there were they neither of them really have a good pension, and mm-hmm. it's just been a progressive slide. Yeah, it really has. A, it's been a slide for all of the the whole middle class. And then Joe, Joe works like three different jobs to mm-hmm. try to support, keep his house and pay for his four kids. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't really have a good full-time job since he got booted out of the executive class mm-hmm. and is back down to security guard because casinos he works he used to be a like security supervisor at the casinos and now he's a, a, a not salaried security supervisor at the casinos even though he does the same basic work because that's what happens is yeah. people do the same basic work that would formerly have gotten you salaried or even a full-time job and 
mm-hmm. but they don't give you those benefits and corporations make a lot of money and I was looking at the the last the COVID relief package the Republicans passed, seventeen percent of the tax breaks went to people and not corporations. Mm. And I think and this one like sixty three percent went to people. Mm-hmm. So I mean that's the difference between a Republican leading and a Democrat leading. Mm-hmm. Well and also, I mean, when did the ta- when the the last COVID relief package passed back in May? April? I have no last, idea. Long, long time long, ago. Long, long time ago. Um, it, pa- it passed with bipartisan support. Democrats voted for that bill, even though there were all these Republican things in it. Yeah. Because they, because people needed the relief. They needed to get that out there right away. And then when the tables are turned and the Republicans aren't in charge of the Senate anymore, they won't vote for this COVID relief bill. And in other countries, it is not socialism. In other countries, people have been paid to stay home. Yeah, every every other industrial country. I mean, Britain, Canada, every every place in the EU. New Zealand. New Zealand, Australia, Japan, Korea, all these places... Are have been paying people during the pandemic because it's a pandemic. People do people. Yes, businesses are closed. People still need to buy food and pay bills. And, and there's extra costs like masks. There's extra costs. More laundry. Yeah, and, I mean that's well, what even, we've been doing. Even like electricity because. People are working at home. I yeah, mean, I don't true. know how much, uh, how much higher our electric bill has been because I've been working at home. My router's been on one four seven. Yeah. Um, it's just there's just a lot of. I mean, at the same time, you know, we don't have the gas for driving back and forth to work and that sort of thing. But you know. Yeah, but we also have a month's supply of cat food and right. stuff in the pantry in case things go really bad again, which we mm-hmm. had to take out of money, and we have not exactly caught up on that yet. No, we haven't. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So this this COVID relief bill is long overdue. So long overdue. Yeah. Yeah, and and I mean Biden has been really serious about getting it done. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. which is great, and he's not going to hold up everything to get his signature on the memo line in the checks. No, which is good. Yeah, he's just very, very much staying out of the news and going about his business, and mm-hmm. I really do think he is the right man for this moment because mm-hmm. he knows that it's a life and death matter. Yeah, and unlike Republicans, he doesn't want to kill his constituents, not even the Republican ones. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so, yes. Um, All right, we're going to take a break now. And then we're going to talk about the filibuster and how the Republicans realize that, you know, they only win when they cheat. And so they're cheating like fiends right now. Mm. We'll be right back. All right, and we're back. So a couple of weeks ago, I got an email from Elizabeth Warren or Stacey. I got an email from Stacey Abrams' Fair Fight. Um, And they were having a session with Elizabeth Warren... Senator Elizabeth Warren, Senator Cory Booker, and Senator Maisie Hirono about the voter suppression bills that are coming up. And so Gal and I sat and listened to it. 
And it was actually a really good conversation. It really was. It was very impressive. Yeah, yeah plus it was really good to sit and watch Stacey Abrams just gleam at Elizabeth Warren. Uh-huh. <laughs> As Elizabeth Warren broke things down mm-hmm. and plans. I mean, Elizabeth Warren really does have a plan, and her plans really include minorities. Yes. Which is majorly important majorly. to me. I saw this thing, and it's true. It was a, a quote on somebody's Facebook wall that um, we're not going to kill white supremacy until white people realize it's a white people problem and not a problem they need to empathize with black people about. Mm-hmm. Because it is a white people problem. I mean, there's mm-hmm. so much talent and power and intelligence and humanity in the black community that if we as white people let white supremacists run over and minimize and talk over that's our loss mm-hmm. and we have to wrap our heads around that fact that white supremacy is keeping us from the black community yeah it's keeping the entire society from fulfilling its potential yeah because America's potential is based on it being a diverse society mm-hmm. and, and Everyone having some part of that. Yes. The American dream, you know, is, is I, ideally work 250 hours a week. <laughs> no, that's not the 250 ideal. Hours yeah, I don't week. know. It's like the American dream is actually probably some version of you and your family. For a lot of immigrants, it seems to be work, you know, as much as you can and mm-hmm. succeed, mm-hmm. which is impressive. The American dream should not be that. But we are all victims of capitalist propaganda, which is yeah. as long as you own it, you can <laughs> mm-hmm. work however many hours it takes. So anyway, yes, um, white supremacy is a white people problem. If you learn, if you try to teach yourself one thing about something this week, teach yourself that. <laughs> it's not going to go away until white people fix white people. Mm-hmm. Because black people die when they try to fix white people. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what voter suppression is about. Mm-hmm. White people trying to decide for black people what scraps they get off the table of America. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not even sure how many voter suppression bills are because I just got something from the ACLU that said there were 127 bills in 33 states, which means the ACLU is not as woke as Stacey Abrams because last week Stacey Abrams said... There were 240-some-odd bills in 43 states, which is appalling. Mm -hmm. I mean, in Georgia, they're making it illegal to give water to people waiting in line. In Georgia. In... Yeah. Yeah. Illegal to give water to people waiting in line. And then the trick is that they shut down the... They limit the number of places you can vote in the larger, more diverse urban precincts. Mm-hmm. So, and then you can't wait in line without dying and problem solved. And then they can get all high and mighty about how they count every vote, but they don't let you vote. This is why the quiet racists are so dangerous. And this is why white supremacy is a white people problem. Mm-hmm. Because they did this study of herd thing of like bees and stuff, you know, and, and, and decisions made by groups are actually better. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and if you don't have every member of the group involved, 
you're not making your best decisions. Hmm. And so, yeah, I'm tired of white men making my decisions for me. And I'm kind of ticked off at Chuck, uh, Chuck Schumer because I don't think he's taking the Republican um, problem seriously enough, which brings us to the filibuster. Yes. Because Amy Klobuchar has been all about, we need the filibuster gone. And Elizabeth Warren was during the campaign about, we need the filibuster gone. Mm-hmm. Apparently at some point, Amy Klobuchar had signed a thing saying they needed, the 60 folks should stay. And now she's switched off that. Really? Hmm. Yeah. But, but there, yeah, because it's just, it's... It gives so much power to the minority yeah. party. Yeah, and I guess Kristen Siena, is that the Arizona senator? I'm not sure. Yeah, she's opposed to the filibuster, but I guess they just took a poll in Arizona that said 60% of Arizonians want it gone because most of America agrees that Congress doesn't do much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. This is, this is generally, a lot of Americans want common sense gun reform a lot of americans want common sense voting reform um a lot of americans want congress to actually do a job instead of like just watch bills gather dust on mitch mcconnell's desk Mm -hmm. (laughs) like they did for four years yeah um and now bills are being passed through the house like the equality act Mm -hmm. that republicans are not going to support and so i guess part of what some Democrats are doing is waiting to see if there's any Republican support for those bills before they see how desperate the need to do something about the filibuster is hmm. and Manchin and well I was reading this interview with uh, Joe Manchin of West Virginia senator who is very wants to keep the filibuster but he's like he thinks that bipartisan efforts should be made first on things like Biden's next project is infrastructure mm-hmm. and so Manchin thinks that something can be done bipartisan on infrastructure. I think he's massively optimistic considering the current Republican Party. Yeah, I don't think that the current Republican Party will vote for anything that the Democrats put before them. Yeah, so he would rather have something done about infrastructure through the getting 60 votes rather than the reconciliation process. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, I guess Schumer is just going to have to try out some bills and see if there's any bipartisanship at all possible. Mm-hmm. Because part of what Biden campaigned on was that he could make bipartisanship happen. Yeah. Because he's so familiar with the Senate having been in it. Mm-hmm. But as far as I've heard, no Republicans actively want to work with him. I mean, there well, hasn't been a Republican cry for bipartisanship except for when they're yeah. not getting what they want. Mm-hmm. You were going to say, I'm sorry I interrupted. Um, I was talking about the Republican call for I hadn't heard there was a Republican call for bipartisanship I've lost it okay sorry so yeah um, I mean for for well for the six years that the no it was longer than that when the the long period of time when the Republicans were in charge of the Senate. I believe it was it was actually 10 years. Yeah, maybe 12. Um, but anyway, while the Republicans were in charge of the Senate, they... Uh, no, I've lost it again. Uh, they did bad things. Well, they they didn't pass many bills. They... They 
put a lot of people into federal judgeships yes. under Trump. Oh, they and shoved the... They shoved people into the... Yeah, they... they judiciary. Yes, they, they crammed the judiciary full of people. They did very little in terms of actual bills, though. Um, and they... All during Obama's presidency during the six years of Obama's presidency when the Senate was controlled by Mitch McConnell, basically nothing happened. Right. No bills went through that the Democrats had put forward. Even when the Democrats were in charge of the House and put things forward, it didn't matter. It, they, they just sat on McConnell's desk. Right, and now it's vitally important with all of the pushback about voting rights in the states because of the big lie that has made people feel like election fraudulence happened when nothing fraudulent... There's absolutely no evidence whatsoever that there was any wide-scale fraud in the election. Yeah, None, 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 none. None. And the Republicans still have not stepped out and said that. No. And they never will, because no. their their entire base is consumed with the thought of the big lie. Yeah, and so people. I mean, if you thought your vote was not being counted, yes, you have a right to be angry. But the Republicans are lying to their constituents, and now they are cracking down on voting rights by instituting more stringent voter ID and things like that. I read this thing in Texas that said, you know, for voter ID. Um, your student ID doesn't count, but your gun license does. Right. Because who's more likely to yeah. have a gun license or a student ID? Yeah. And so the HR1 passed the Senate or the House, House. and now mm-hmm. it's the Senate is going to review it. It includes things which are vitally important, especially mm-hmm. like um, setting up nonpartisan things, commissions to set up districts so there's no gerrymandering automatic voter registration things like that um uh transparency requirements for political advertising that would be cool Mm -hmm. um but um i'm reading this vox article uh one path that's being discussed is partially amending senate filibuster rules to allow democracy reform legislation like hr1 to advance on a simple majority vote and therefore potentially be able to pass on a party line vote this would be different from fully blowing up the filibuster, but could still get pushback from Senate institutionalists, even in the Democratic Party, like Senator Joe Manchin, Democratic West Virginia, staunch advocate keeping the filibuster in place. Senator Amy Klobuchar, D. Minnesota, the chair of the Senate Rules Committee, which will mark up the bill and move it forward, says she wants to bring the bill to the floor and see what support for it is before she moves on to potential filibuster reform. We'll go to the floor. That's what we'll, where we see what when we see where we are, Klobuchar told Vox in an interview, saying her committee will look to see is there a filibuster reform that could be done generally or specifically? Quote, unquote. Um, yes. Multiple states are moving in the opposite direction. At least 33 states have already introduced pre-filed or carried out over 165 restrictive bills to tighten voting requirements. 30 state legislators controlled by Republicans. Yeah. Um, it's insane. Yeah. And I think the worst part of this is that a lot of these legislators are bringing these bills up and saying that 
people are, that their constituents are questioning the results of the previous election, but they're questioning those results because they have been fed this big lie that there were there was fraud in the previous election when there was not. Right. So they're creating their own whirlwind of need for voter reform because people are questioning the election, but because the Republican legislators are beginning the questions. It's just, ugh. Well, a poll found um, a progressive firm, Data for Progress, showed the bill is more broadly popular across parties and supported by a majority of Democrat, Independent, and Republican voters. 67% of national likely voters supported H.R. 1, including 57, 56% of Republicans, 68% of Independents, and 77% of Democrats. That's a lot. Yeah. Congress is so out of touch. They really are. The Senate is so out of touch with what Americans actually want. They're just high on power. Mm-hmm. I mean, and they're trying to turn American from being a dem- Democrat. We're, 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 a, we're a questionable democracy. We're a shaky democracy. They just did it. We're not one of the thoroughly solid democracies in the world anymore. No. Our blue is not solid blue in that map that they did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? Well, actually, one of the most annoying things is about, like in Georgia, uh, Republicans passed the vote by mail thing. Yeah, in Pennsylvania, too. And then suddenly, when they didn't win, it's no good. Even though mm-hmm. they voted on it, they passed it, they embraced it. But now, the Democrats are, <laughs> have won an election. It's like, not good anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just the ultimate in hypocrisy. Mm-hmm. Which is why we need to get rid of all the Republicans and the anti-democracy Republicans need to go. Fascist fascist Republicans need to go. Democracy is something that needs to be fought for every day, especially with the Republicans being a voter suppression party. Yes, they are. Because they know that they can't win if everybody votes. Yeah. We have a two-year window. Mm-hmm. The voting reforms have to happen. I mean, it's... People want to believe their vote count. Georgia, winning the Senate race in Georgia, Trump losing Georgia, that is a huge thing that cannot be taken away. Right. People's votes counted. I mean, that's amazing. That's like a shot. It's just incredible. That's a huge that shot in the arm. Yeah. For democracy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's huge, huge shot in the arm for democracy. Mm-hmm. And so remember that. Stacey Abrams and so many people in Georgia. I mean, AOC was fundraising for like act organizations that were reaching out to Latin- Latinos. Um, find the organizations on the ground. They are doing good work. That's what won Georgia. Mm-hmm. The, the grassroots people. Got John Ossoff and um, Raphael Warnock into the Senate, and that's the only reason this COVID bill passed. Yeah, because that's the only reason Americans are getting all of all this, this relief. relief because Georgia. Mm-hmm. 
And now Georgia is being messed, and now the Republicans in Georgia are massively suppressing the vote so this never happens again. Um, what I meant to say when we were talking about Stacey Abrams is they were talking about All In the Fight for Democracy, which is a documentary. Filmmakers Liz Garbus and Lisa Cortez examine the history of voter suppression and the activists who fight for the rights of U.S. citizens, including Stacey Abrams. And apparently Janelle Monet did a song that's shortlisted for an Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. So that's something to look for and watch yeah. when you're not boycotting Amazon. Mm-hmm. We're boycotting Amazon right now in support, although the union did not call for it, of the workers who are trying to unionize in Alabama because Amazon's just horrible to workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And especially in the pandemic. And America's been getting through on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there we are. Your homework for this week is to acknowledge that white supremacy is a white people problem. Mm-hmm. And to call your senator and tell them you want voting reform passed. Mm-hmm. Actually, that's two weeks worth of homework. So we'll be back in two weeks. What? Okay. I don't know. We keep saying we'll be back in one week and we come back in two weeks. True. So maybe if we say we'll be back in two weeks, we'll be back in one week. Maybe. <laughs> All right. We've decided that once a certain number of people listen to the podcast, that's when we come back because hi there and we appreciate your support. <laughs> So if you listen to this faster, we'll come back faster. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I think that's it for now. Yep. All right. So take care. Mask up. Because there are variants out there. Mm-hmm. Get your vaccine as soon as you can. Yeah. My dad got his second shot today. My mom got her first shot. My mom got her second shot last week. Yeah. So it's yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. And get your vaccine and. We will talk to you soon. Okay. This is Michelle. This is Kim. Signing off. <laughs>